looking at the various gauges you should look out for when you are going through a storm. The various gauges you should look out for when you are going through a storm. We looked at the first two and I promised to do the, the next three today. But because I'm fusing the two, I'm going to mention the other gauges and then I'll go on to what you should do when you are going through a storm. What you should do when you are going through a storm. So we looked at the first gauge as you need to define the storm. What type of storm am I going through? What caused the storm? What caused the storm? Now, then we talked about the attitude, your attitude in the storm. What is your posture? And we realized Jonah just went to sleep. That if whatever God wants to do, you should do. If distraction comes, it should come. Attitude. The third one is how you are treating others around you. How you are treating the people around you. When you are going through a storm, how are you treating others around you? Have you closed the tap? Just because you are going through a storm, you are hitting everybody, you are hating everybody, you are blaming everybody, you don't want to see anybody's face. Watch that gauge. Because when you are going through a storm, you are likely to do that. You are likely to be offensive to everyone. And then when the storm is over, what will you do? The fourth gauge you should look at is what effect does your presence have on others? What effect does your presence have on others? When Paul was in the boat, his presence saved 275 people. But when Jonah was in the boat, his presence was going to crush every life in that boat. What effect is your presence having on others as you are going through the storm? Maybe you're a married person, you are believing God for a child. So as you are believing God for a child, what is your presence having, how is your presence having effect on your husband, on your family, your colleagues at work, your, if you run a business, how is your condition affecting them? Are you spilling fire on them also? Watch it. Else when the storm is over, you won't get anybody around you to testify. Are you with me? The fourth gauge you should look at is where are you going after the storm? When you, you ask yourself all these questions, it will determine a lot of things you will do in the storm. Jonah was going nowhere God has sent him. Go to Nineveh, he's going to touch it. Paul was determined, Paul was on the boat on an agenda, going to meet Caesar and defend his case and preach the gospel. So in the midst of the storm, his focus was on his agenda. So you need to ask yourself, where are you going? What, what will be the end of the story? Where do you want to be at the end of the story? So then you will know what to do because some people go through a lot of things and the first thing that comes to their mind is to quit or to commit suicide. Is that the destination? Is that where you plan to be? So if you focus on the obstacle, you will miss your objective. When you are focusing, if you are looking through the microscope, most of the times, the inexperienced ones, when they are looking through the microscope, they see their eyelashes. So when you are looking through the microscope, 
you'll be seeing your eyelashes no matter how you are looking at until you focus. When you focus your slide under the microscope, then you begin to see what you have to see. And you don't just put the, the slide, the prepared slide under the mic, and then when you look, you see your malaria parasite or whatever organism you want to see. You have to, even the distance between the slide and the objective lens is different. The distance is different for watching urine, watching uh, pass. The, the, the distance is different from watching malaria. Malaria, it has to go very, it must touch the objective with oil. Though it's a microscope. But if you don't, you don't focus, you will not see what you have to see. So when you are going through a storm, you need to focus on what you want at the end of the day. When a woman is in labor and she is in the labor world, the pain is unbearable to the point that if even they cut you with knife, the pain of your labor is more than the knife. But she doesn't leave the place and say, I'm going home, I don't want to be here again. Why? Because after nine months, after ten months, she wants to see what she has been carrying. I'm praying for you in the name of Jesus. That any storm you go through, you will be so determined that you are not going to quit until you handle your blessing. I thought you are saying amen. So, I thought you are clapping. I, I have done part four in five minutes. Clap and give God praise. So, I'm teaching the last session on this series. And it is titled, What Do I Do in the Storm? What must I do in the storm? Because there is something you must do. If you do nothing, you get nothing. If you do nothing, you will get the impact of the storm. There is something you must do. Not knowing what to do is what kills people. If you are sick of malaria and you don't know what drug to take, you will die thinking that there was no help. Are you following me? Sometimes the doctors will have to amputate your leg because the, the infection, if they allow it, it will catch your whole, your whole body and then you will die. So there are people in the village who die out of some of these diseases and they say it's witchcraft. I remember when I was growing up in, in Awoshi, across our house, there was this uncompleted house and there, were, there was a family there. All of a sudden, they began to die one by one. They just began to die one by one. From the mother to the father to the three sons and one daughter. They died. It was like two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And I didn't, we all didn't understand. We all said, oh, this one is a demonic attack. But now, as a medically oriented person, I got to know that it, it was an hepatitis, a wild hepatitis, aggressive infection. Because they all died with their stomach protruded. In the village, they would say it's a witch. But you see, if they had gotten help, there, there is medicine to stop the progress of multiplication of the virus. If you don't know what to do, you will not get what you desire for in life. So this morning, I'm praying that as I open the scriptures up, as I open the scriptures up to you, something, a wisdom will hit you 
And wherever you are in life that seems to be drowning you, wisdom will take you out of it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Number one, engage the word of God and engage the power of prayer. Engage the word of God and engage the power of prayer. In your storms, engage the word of God and engage the power of prayer. Take refuge in God in your storms. Take refuge. How do I take refuge? By engaging the word of God and engaging the power of prayer. There are some prayers you got to pray for yourself. The, the medicine is not taken for you. You take it for yourself. Engage the word of God and prayer in the storm. Stop engaging the opinions of men. Stop engaging the opinions of, 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 of philosophers. Engage the word of God. That, you see, you are more spiritual than physical. Your spirituality or your not, uh, 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 physicality, if there's a word like that. Is there a word like that? Uh, ah, there should be. If they don't have, we put it there. If we have spiritual, it says spirituality and physical. There should be physicality <laughs> or naturality. Your physicality. If you go and look for the word, you don't find it. Just says Pastor Prince English. Your physicality is a function of your spirituality. Because after you were formed with the clay, you were still motionless. There was no life in us until God breathed into man and man became a living soul. So the, the, your, your, your existence on earth is as a function of your production in the spirit. So what controls you is more spiritual than physical. If you are going through a storm, it's not because of your beauty. It's not because of your height. That should tell you it's not, it's not because of physical forces. If you are going through a storm, it's because of what primarily you are. You are. A storm is, that doesn't come to you because you are flesh and blood. No. It's because of who you are. The president will be under attack from all people. Because he says he's the president of the nation. The opposition party leader, Mahama, will also come under attack from the other party. Why? Because of who they stand for and who they are. So the storms of life comes to you not because of your eyeshadow or your makeup. Because of what you do. Because of who you are. And because of what you want to become. So if you allow the storm to override you, it means that destiny will be forfeited. Engage the word of God. Engage prayer. Stop. stop. Hey, this one we are talking about facts. You are bringing scriptures. Yes. Because you are more spiritual. 
than physical. You are more spiritual than physical. You are more spiritual than physical. You are a spirit having a soul and living in a body. Every storm of life is a direction back to your stronghold. Stop going around telling people your story. They have nothing to give to you than to transmit a data of gossip to the next person. You got to get hold of the word and engage the word for your own benefit. The Bible said, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Light was not in existence, but when God said, and you see, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The Bible said, and Jesus breathed upon them and the spirit of the Lord came upon them. It means that in the breath of God into that form clay, the spirit of God entered into it. Look, the life of the spirit is real. Any storm you are going through, the life of the spirit is a panacea to it. The universal solution to your storm is the life of the spirit. Go into the word. Take seriously the word of God. Stop joking with the word. Stop making fun of the word. The Bible said. Look at Nahum chapter 1, verse 7. We read KJV, we read GNT. Nahum chapter 1, verse number 7. He said, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. It means that, look, it is in the Bible. It's in the Bible that there will be a day of trouble. And you see, a day, when you hear a day in the Bible, it's not necessarily your day. It doesn't mean 24 hours. It can be a season. <laughs> Are you alive today? Yeah. It can be a season. A day to God is like a thousand years. So you call it a day. God sees it as a thousand years. That's why you need to pray and remind God. You, you are in heaven. No, I am in Ghana. 24 hours means a day. So the Bible says, weeping may endure for a night. It's not your type of night. A night can be a season, years, <laughs> 24 years, 10 years, 15 years. So he said, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. He knows them. Oh, okay, pastor, since I'm a Christian, God knows me. Use the GNT for us. He said, the Lord is good. He protects his people in times of trouble. He takes care of those who turn to him. It means provision has been made for us in the day of trouble. But it will only show in the lives of the people who turn to God. How many times do we go through trouble and we don't turn to God? We don't turn to God. We turn to our own strength and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. But we lean on our own understanding. We begin to open up our wisdom. And at the end of the day, we hit the rock. I show you a way out of that storm. 
I show you a way out of that darkness. I show you a way out of that wilderness. Go back to the word of the Lord. Go and engage the word. Go and engage prayer. And the Lord will come true for you. Celebrate it with a good clap offering. When you trust in the Lord, you are like Mount Zion. You are unmovable. You are unshakable. But until you can trust, what does it mean to trust? To put your belief, to engage the word, and to go before God in prayer. And it, I mean, we've, we've all been to school, and sometimes you have a challenge, and you go and see the headmaster. What are you doing? You are trusting the headmaster. Entering into somebody's office to make inquiry or to make a, peti a petition means that you trust. You enter into the doctor's consulting room and the doctor says, remove your dress and lie down. You don't ask him or her why. Have you ever asked a doctor like that? Eh? Or you go and see a lawyer and the lawyer says, okay, bless him, bless. Tell me the truth. Will you lie to him? Why? Because it's like, it's like he has become a savior at that moment. You lie to him at your own peril. You are lying to your doctor. Hey! <laughs> they will give you medicine that will help you die quick. <laughs> they are asking you a question. Have you done abortion before? Have you done abortion before? You say no. Eh? When they do scan, they will catch you. And they won't tell you. Some of the doctors are good, they will tell, but some of them, they will do coconsa. So you see that girl? She came to lie. When you go before the Lord and you start praying, that is what it means to trust God. Psalm 125, verse 1. Those who tend to Him, He takes care of them. God will take care of you in that storm. I said, God will take care of you in that storm. In the name of Jesus. He said, They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. Yes. The storm is not supposed to move you. When it moves you, it means you are not trusting in God. Period. It must not move you. Is that Jeremiah? Wow. Stand up and let me see. Wow. Let's give God praise for his life. You can take your seat. You will not understand. But uh, Dr. Nkumu understands. It was a very unfortunate scene for you to see. For him to sit here today is only the power of God. That is. When you engage the word and prayer, it shows that you trust in God. Sufficient grace is available for all of us to access. Sufficient. No matter the level of your weakness. You see, when we hear weakness, most of the time we look at, you have gone to sin. Mind. 
drank. I went to drink. I went to do this. So when we hear weakness, it's like the guy has become dead. <laughs> weakness is what cannot win you victory. Anything about your life that cannot bring you victory, the Bible calls it weakness. It could be your background. It could be your academics. It could be your health. It could be whatever. Anything that people cannot clap for in your life is called weakness. So the Bible says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. We have always read it and we think that it's sin. So we continue to sin. And then when, the, when they are preaching, then you start preaching. His strength is never in our weakness. You cannot judge us. Weakness is not just you sinning. It's what you don't have that others have that has kept them ahead of you. It's what people cannot clap for in your life. It's weakness. If you take trotro, it is weakness. If you are finished school, you don't have a job, it is weakness. If you are up to age and you are not married, it is weakness. If you are married, you don't have a child, it is weakness. If your health is failing, it is weakness. If you, 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 your business cannot blossom, it is weakness. If your marriage is on the rock, it is weakness. Weakness is what does is, is what men cannot clap for. But God said, My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. I pray for you that you will have an access. And enjoy sufficient grace in the name of Jesus. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Give me the GNT version of this. I love that verse. He said, but his answer was, you see, Paul was praying many times. God sought me out, sought me out. This weakness. Many people have interpreted it differently. Some said it was because of his bow, his bow leg. You know, they say Paul was a bow leg man. Bow leg. So don't come and tell me that, hey, Pastor, because of my bow leg, when I go for interview, they don't take me. <laughs> ah! <laughs> because of my bow leg, when I went, they, they looked at me somewhere and they just. <laughs> Sam said, Paul was a short man, very short than our president. Short. When he was in the crowd, they couldn't see. Short. Some two said it was a sickness. So that they have they've not determined what was that weakness. But they didn't mention it was women. None of the theologians said it was woman. But they said it was an infirmity, a height problem, or his bowl again. He said, but his answer was, my grace is all you need. For my power is greatest when you are weak. I pray for you. 
I pray for you that scriptures will mean a lot to you from today. That scriptures will mean a lot to you from today. A lot of us don't treasure the scriptures. The Bible said that let the weak say I am strong. You are joking with it. Who did you grow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must say yeah, this is not realistic. We are not talking about realistic. We are talking about what should be. Hello? If, if it is realistic, you shouldn't come and sit here listening to me. So you coming alone tells you that there is something before, there is something than facts. The truth is higher than facts. The truth. He said, for my power is greatest in your weakness. Your weakness must, must not be the reason why you fail. If you stick to the word, the word will have an impact on you. And when the word has an impact on you, only victory can be your portion. Receive your own victory in that storm. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Don't forget to turn on the light of the word in the dark room of your life. The dark room of life. The dark room of storms. Turn on the light of the word. I'm telling you it works. Stick to what God has said. What did I say? Stick to what God has said. Stick to what God has said. That is what will stand. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never fade away. Stick to what God has said. It doesn't matter what the atmosphere is communicating. Stick to what God has said. It doesn't matter external forces. Stick to what God has said because it is only that which he has said that he is committed to do. I thought you are clapping. Anything he has not said, he will not do. Anything he has not said, he will not do. So what he has said is what he's committed to. You, we cannot go to God and petition him outside his word. He can't do it. He can't. So in your storm, engage the word. Engage prayer. God will come through for you. Hannah will go to Shiloh every year. And she got to Shiloh one day. You got to be tired of the situation and go to God. And go to God. I heard about the story where the firstborn of six daughters was not married. All the others were married. She was 61. And she went to God. She, she went to her pastor. Not to God. She went to her pastor and sat in front of the pastor. She said, Pastor, I have served God. You know me. I've been in this church. So when I say church, you know what I'm talking about. For 31 years, I am not an Enoch. I want to marry. I want to marry. God has promised every woman his husband. Where is my husband? The pastor said, according to your heart desire, let it be done. Some governor lost the wife. And this woman went to serve at the reception. When the governor's mother saw the woman, he told the governor, I think this woman will be good for you. They got married. Yeah. Engage the word. It's real. 
It's a real world. The word is a real world. You, you, it's better, it's either you are fighting or you are taking flight from the kingdom. It's either you are fighting or you have run away. Because there must be a contention. There will be contentions. There will be storms. There will be challenges. Various forms. And you must be ready to fight. Fight the good fight of faith. And lay hold on righteousness and eternal life. I'm praying for you. That you will not trivialize the word of God again. The reason we have been defeated is that we have trivialized the word. We don't study the word. How do I engage the word? Memorize the word. Meditate on the word. Repeat the word to yourself. Remind yourself with the word. And commit to obeying the word. In the storm. In the storm. Commit to obeying the word. In the storm. Commit to obeying the word. In the storm. Commit. You see, when Paul stood up, something was moving in the man. He could not just sit down. He was apt to declare the word. When they got to the island of Malta, because of time, we can't go through Acts chapter 28. When they got there, there was a revival because the man was a committed man to the word. He was carrying the word. He, he took advantage and preached to the people there, preached to their president or leader before he got to Caesar. Before he got to Caesar. Before he got to Caesar. The storm could not overtake a man on an agenda, divine agenda for that matter. I'm praying for you. No matter what you are going through, it must not be the reason destiny must stop. It must not be the reason you should kill yourself. It must not be the reason why you quit. Every area of life will come with challenges, battles, but battle it out. You have what it takes. Tell yourself, I have what it takes. Say, I have what it takes. Say, I have what it takes to take the trophy in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a good clap of friend. I end with two scriptures. Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. The righteous they are safe. No. The righteous, they are safe. That's not what the Bible said. They run into the name. Running into the name is another way to say when you put your trust in God, when you pray. Prayer is a storm calmer. Prayer is a storm calmer. Prayer calms the storm. You are going through storm. You are not even praying. You are just crying. You are a specialist in crying. It won't change anything. Then they move to gear two. All day long. All they hear from your room. No. It will, people will just come and say, oh, that's all they can say. That's all they can say. And they say, oh, me, me go chroma by why? Nobody will sit with you and cry. Nobody. If your family member dies, your father or mother dies, all the family members will come and cry. It's just for two days. When it's over, it's over. 
don't worry, we'll take a we are around, we are around, we are around. Your father was a good man. The challenge you are going through in that office, the challenge you are going through in your marriage, the challenge you are going through in your life, God is able to calm it down. Said the righteous run into a GNT version. I like that part. Look at what he says. The Lord is like a strong tower. Where the righteous can. Say can. Say can. Do you understand can? That means it's optional. It's what? Yeah, if, you, if you're a church member, you can become a church worker. Do you get it? If you are a church member, you can become a church worker. The righteous can go and be safe. The storm is not stronger than you because the provisions that God has made for you is greater than the storm you are going through. The last scripture, Psalm 107 verse 29. I end with you. In the second service, I'll move to the next one. See through the storms by focusing on your destiny. He calmed the raging storm and the waves became quiet. May every raging storm in your life be calmed by the word of the Lord. Be calmed by the word of prayer. Give me the GNT version. He said, he calmed the raging storm and the waves became quiet. Give me the NIV version also. I'm working out something there. He stilled the storm to a whisper. So God's whisper can calm the storm. It means it's not too difficult for God. It means the storms is not too difficult. Because how do you whisper? Do you need thousand kilojoules to whisper? Hello? And any ravaging storm comes down. We don't trust God enough. Sometimes people think they are trusting God, but they are actually not trusting God. Sometimes people think they have faith, but they actually don't have faith. They, they actually don't have faith. One time I sent some, some, some medical information to a doctor and they said, oh, pastor, this one, the, the, person, the person will die. Let the person prepare to die. No, 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 that is it. <laughs> Hello? Man, that is it. <laughs> there you see the, the people, they don't believe. There are sometimes you are counseling. Last week, a lady called me and said, Pastor, if you know that this relationship will not work, why didn't you tell me? I said, you. <laughs> I said, you people, you don't like truth, so now if you bring goat, we will marry you. Dog, we will marry you. Even cow from India. The pastor, some of us, we want the truth. I said, You are lying. <laughs> you are lying. You are a liar. He said, Oh, Pastor, me said, you are a liar. I know you. Me na men can. Now, if the guy goes and you are not married, you say, eh, As for Pastor, he wants us to bring us awful to him before he let us marry. Should we all marry ourselves? Should we all marry ourselves? 
went to Christ. Now you are calling. But you should have told me. I said, me. Engage the word. Because it's not difficult for God. Is there anything? 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 You can lift your right hand. Too high. Oh. Is there anything? Is there anything, anything, anything to oh, 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 language of the Holy Spirit and ask God for the grace to survive the storm. You can rise up on your feet. Let's pray for three minutes. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to release grace. Ask the Lord to release grace. Ask the Lord to release grace. Ask the Lord to give you an appetite for the word. Ask the Lord to help you believe his word concerning a storm. La bayan de ni masaya, le maro sada la baja, entelele le basudele, ni maladea, sanda la bala bala, la bala bala do sandele, sele anta bala bala, la bado sabale, sede marade, la bala dade abaja, entala baba la baba, ya gada ya mabeyande, entala baba ni otaba. Let every storm in your life bring out the glory of God. La Bayana, Megalos, Medina Haya, Magolotaya, Medina Oya, Kolabate, Maladi Maha, Medele Bohusa, Intelema, Malosa, Mendelekaya, Mandala Balaba, Indelele, Ikolo Sande, Malaya, Godemea. Pray one minute more. Command the storms to come to an end. Every rain is storm. Let the Lord whisper over it. Let the Lord whisper. Let the Lord whisper. Let the Lord whisper. Let the Lord whisper. In the name, Mama Ladabas, Zelelelele, Kalalabos, Beliatabas, Zeniatabas. In the name of Jesus.
thank you for this morning. We see the success in every store. Barren rooms are opening. Childless families are receiving their own. The unemployed is becoming employed. Breakthroughs on every side. We are breaking through the darkest point of the storm. We are more than able because of your help. We thank you. In Jesus' precious name we are praying. Amen and amen. Celebrate God.